Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 38 of the Nordcast. It is Wednesday, October 25th, 2023. It is episode number 38. I am Nordic97 here, all depressed because of the Phillies. Uh, I'm also joined here with Carter, who looks like he's in a dungeon. How we doing, Carter? I'm good. I'm at my grandparents for the week, and uh, yeah, and I forgot to bring on my podcast stuff, so... Uh... Yeah, you get a you get patchy Carter today. Yeah, Carter's mic not be very might not be very good, so I do apologize for that on the audio and video end. And then we got Jack. How we doing today, Jack? Doing good. Bed's eagle called back, looking like Patty Kane Sally though. Yeah, that was that's pretty cool. So we don't we usually don't talk about other sports, but I want to bring this up because. I've been thinking about it a lot today. You know, last night, the Philadelphia Phillies, my favorite baseball team, lost in Game 7 to the Arizona Diamondbacks um, in the NCLS, and they, they're they out. No, no World Series this year, unlike last year. And last night was the first time in nearly three years I actually chose to believe in a team. After and I want to I want to preface, I have not been on the planet very long. I'm 16, so I haven't seen the 2010 finals. I was like three years old. I haven't seen you know a lot of the losses that Philly sports has gone through um, that other people have. But the first time that I really believed in a team to win in the playoffs when it mattered was in 2020 when the Flyers were playing the Islanders in Game Seven. Honestly, I thought that with the two overtime wins we had coming back from down 3-1, I genuinely thought we were going to win game seven, and we didn't, and it crushed me. Absolutely crushed me. And for that, it kind of left me at a stoppage, a stopping point, where like for a long time, I didn't believe in teams. Like I didn't believe in the Flyers for a very long time after that. I still really don't. Um, I never really believed in any other sports. Until this year, when the Phillies came along, and honestly, even last year too, like when we when we made it to the World Series, I had a fe- I just thought we weren't going to win because it's just Philly sports. This year, though, the way that team was playing, the way they were just hitting balls and scoring on offense and playing so well pitching wise, besides Craig Kimbrell, I genuinely thought we were going to win a World Series with with that team, and. The fact that not only do we lose a game at Citizens Bank Park, but we lose two straight in Citizens Bank Park, blowing a 2 nothing lead and a 3-2 lead in the series, it, it's so, it, it's just awful. And to think that, like, it, it's always the safe play to, like, always, you know, say, oh, they're going to lose, no doubt. But believing in them and then them not coming out on top, it, it hurts. And this is the first time I've actually felt pain in sports. Um, in a very long time, that doesn't involve rebuilds and, um, you know, Chuck Fletcher pissing me off. Um, so I want to ask you guys and, you know, people who are watching this, you know, I'm sure you guys have your own heartbreaking sports moments too, but it doesn't have to be just hockey. What is a sports moment? It can be playoffs or or not. What is one sports moment that just absolutely crushed you? Any of you can go first. It can be well, football, I mean, basketball, anything. I have my answer already. Uh, you guys are going to like it. Um, cause it's the bears double doink yeah. against, against the Eagles. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I remember that like it was yesterday, 2018. Uh, Bears haven't really been good in my lifetime. They made it to the Super Bowl in 2006, which is the year I was born. So uh, that's like the last time they actually had a you know a deep playoff run. And uh, yeah, as you guys know, Bears can never get a quarterback. Uh, no quarterback success within like 100 years of the franchise. And that 2018 team, I mean, it, it had a good mix of uh, that defense, you know, probably the best defense in the league that year. And then um, the offense, like the defense turned the offense, like started them a good field position all the time. And just like, yeah, Mitchell Trubisky was good that year. And just like, oh, they had to lead the whole game. Cody Park comes out for like a 40-yard field goal to win the game, and he double goinks it. And I, I just, I yelled, and I just walked away. Yeah, um, I actually watched that game, and you know I am not an avid football fan, but I remember watching that moment. Um, is there any other ones that you can think of? Hockey, you really can't because you, you, you won three cups. You, yeah, you can I mean twenty fourteen against the Kings, that was pretty rough, but I guess I mean I, I guess. But, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I've had it good with the Hawks, so. Yeah. Carter, Carter, what do you got? You're probably very similar to me because you're, like, a Philly sports fan. Is there any, like, Canadian teams, too, or? Yeah, so I can I can list a couple. Like, I feel like the obvious one would be the Patrick Kane goal, but I was five years old when that happened, so it doesn't really resonate with me as much. Um, for I can, I can give a football one. Uh, last year. The uh, the holding call on James Bradbury that one that one stung. Jalen Hurts fumble like a lot that hurt. So last year's Super Bowl was definitely one where you know it, it hurt. And then um and then one that really kind of sucked was Game Three of Round One of last year's playoffs. Jets come back down four one, get all this energy back. And then the life gets sucked out. And as I probably mentioned, I was at that game, and it was awesome until that it wasn't. You were. We talked about that many times uh, during the playoffs last year. Yeah. Um. So the basic summary of that is, I thought it'd be a fun topic to start off with, but you know, sports break our hearts. Just is what it is. Um. I honestly thinking about it, like. The only one of us that's seen like one of our teams win a championship. I get actually, I guess me because the Eagles, but I'm not a big football guy. But Jack winning three cups with the Hawks and the Cubs and the Cubs too. Carter, I got the Blue Bombers. Okay, we won back to back championships. Could have been a three P, but we missed a field goal. That's besides the point. Yeah. Um. So everyone besides me, then I guess, has seen their team win championships, and maybe that's because I pick shitty teams to root for. Or it's just because I have bad luck, which is two very likely things. So with that being said, we'll move on. I want to talk about, before we get into the other news that is happening, the f- the Frozen Frenzy happened happened yesterday at the time of recording of this podcast. Now, this podcast will release on Thursday. But um, Carter, I don't think even had access to it. Did they, they didn't even have access to it in Canada. Did you even watch so, it? So I was I was at work. And I tried to find a, a stream for it. And the site that I use to, like, stream all my games and everything uh, did not have it. So I was unable to watch um, the, like, NHL Red Zone style. I still caught a couple games, but um, 
it was it probably was not as fun as uh, some of you other folks had in the states because we get jack shit in Canada. Yeah, Jack, did you did you see it? Did you yeah, watch? I watched it like thirty game? minutes of it. I watched the late games on it, but the Hawks were on at seven, so I I just watched that game. All right, I didn't watch it at all because the Phillies were playing, and uh, then I watched just the Flyers game, which Paul Paul Cotter just you know career like what bottom six player no disrespect to Paul Cotter but makes un, embarrasses Zamula and you know just absolutely snipes on Carter Hart that's another question I have um and I, I thought this would be a fun thing to post maybe on the Instagram or maybe on the TikTok what is one goal this is hockey related what is one goal against your favorite team that was just so unbelievably nice that you watched that like you respect like, what's the nicest goal you've seen score get, scored against your team? That's Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr, he spun on Doc and just broke Fleury's ankles. Yeah, I figured that was going to be your answer. Um, yeah. I think mine might be the Cotter goal. It, it honestly might be. Carter, do you have one? You might need, you might need to I'm think. I'm trying to think of one off the top of my head. Want us to come back to you? I don't even know if I'll be able to think of one, but sure. If I okay. come up with it by the end of the episode, I'll just yell it out loud. Okay. Well, um, I hate to break this to y'all, but we have some breaking news. Um, so we talked about um yesterday or yesterday last week on the podcast, we talked about um the decented de- decentralization of the draft and how we were entirely against it. Um, well, it's just been confirmed that the teams approved it. And that format is expected to start in 2025. So um, for those who don't know what we mean by that, um, the ba- the ballots were due on Thursday for or Tuesday for this thing. And it basically means that um, they are going to have no teams go to the draft in 2025. The teams won't be there. Um, and it'll basically just be prospects and fans. Teams will do everything from home. And apparently a vast majority of teams voted to do this. I, I get, I understand why, but move the goddamn free agency back. Like I said, I said this in the, I said this in the other episode, move free agency back a little bit. You don't need to have it within like two goddamn days of each other. And that is the whole reason why this is happening. It, if free agency was like a week after the draft, this wouldn't be a problem. But now I think it's stupid, and I know, like, we'll never be able to experience this. Like, I probably will go to the draft in in Vegas now. Now that this is officially happening, I want to go see it for real. I probably am going to try and go. Now that we see this, like, it ruins it. Like, and as I mentioned in the other episode, like, it was players' dreams to, like, go up, shake the commissioner's hand, shake the GM's hand, do all of that. And now it's just, just no good not going to happen anymore so I, I do you guys have any thoughts on that like it, i i think it's stupid i think we all said it was dumb just i mean we yeah just same thing of what we said uh last week um as you mentioned it's, it's special for the players to go up there and meet everybody right away and uh you know get a couple pictures and as you as you said the commissioner um so yeah i think they're taking away a great opportunity for the players and it just it just kind of sucks yeah I mean, I guess, I guess it is what it is, but it's just annoying to see um, that change happen. Yeah, Anywho, sure. moving on. Um, yesterday, um, there was a play during the Sabres versus Senators game 
where Brady Kachuk was facing a one-game suspension for an instigating call on um, Alex Tuck. Did y'all see this play? It was on Puck Report. Um, yes, I did. Yeah, um, well, the the um, suspension has been rescinded. Um, he's actually, I, I believe he's getting fined, if I'm correct. Not entirely too sure, but he's being rescinded of that suspension. I thought it was quite interesting to see how he got knocked over by Tuck, and he's just like, oh, hell no, I, I ain't taking that. And he just got up, dropped the gloves immediately, and started fighting Tuck. Like, didn't. Didn't even give him like a chance. So it 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 it's interesting. Um I want to talk about Rasmus Anderson now. So the Calgary Flames defenseman Rasmus Anderson was suspended four games for a charging call on Patrick Line. And in my opinion, I I think that this is the right call. I think it is a good four game suspension. Like if y'all saw it, like he literally jumped up, hit him, head contact was there. It looked intentional. It, it, it really looked. It looked intentional. And I know Flames fans were complaining about how, oh, it's not. It's a different amount of games than it has been in previous years. Like a call for that three years ago would have been like one or two games. It shows that the NHLPA or the NHL Player Safety is trying to cut down on these things more, and they're not going to let things like that happen. They're going to try and protect the players more, which I think is good. And. Um, Anderson tried to tried to appeal the suspension because he's actually missing the Heritage Classic, which I believe is on Saturday, I think, of this week um, against the Oilers. And yes, uh, undeniably so, it's it's a, it's a shitty game to miss. It's outdoors. You don't you don't get to play outdoors often in your NHL career. Some players never do, and it sucks. But it just is what it is. Like Bettman said, that he doesn't value that game over any other regular season game, which I think is the right move. And it just shows that. You know, they're making an example out of him that the NHLPA is not going to take any of that. So that that's definitely something I saw that I thought was um, interesting. Um, um, so the NHL, as well as that too, along with the other things I mentioned, they have rescinded the, uh, the pride tape law where you like banned pride tape. I don't know what your guys' stance on that was. I don't even think we talked about it, but I think it was a kind of a dumb law to begin with. It's, it's tape. It, it's tape. I mean, like, yeah, you're trying to represent something, but in the grand scheme of things, it's tape. It, it's it's literally tape. So I I I think it's I think it's the right move. It, it doesn't really matter at that point. Um, some injury news: Burakovsky's out six to eight weeks with an upper body injury. Um, additionally, David Savard is out six to eight weeks with a fractured hand, and Connor McDavid is out one to two weeks with an upper body injury. How does this affect Edmonton? I'm asking you guys. How does this affect Edmonton? They're screwed for one to two weeks. <laughs> yeah, it like they've already been playing bad, and we're going to transition to them in in a second here. But just like they, they just don't look good. Like I I went to the game where they played the Flyers. They don't look like they have competent goaltending. They don't look like they have competent defense. They just look like the same team that we saw last year. And last night against in that seven to four loss against the Minnesota wild, it showed that, you know, like they, they played well, Jack Campbell played solid. He did show up, he played all right, but they still let in seven. They still let in seven goals. And it just shows that like, they're going to need to change something here in the goalie market or in the defense or else they're never going to come close to a cup. Never. Like, like I don't, like I don't think they will honestly in that 2022 run. If it weren't for Vegas missing, I don't think they make it out of the second round or maybe even the first round. Like, 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 honestly, 
just with that team, just like something needs to change and it needs to happen soon. Absolutely. So yeah. Any, any thoughts on the Oilers? This is going to be our Oilers segment. So you guys have anything to say? Nope. They got to play better. This has been pathetic for the supposed favorite for the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I think I think that's all I got for news. Um, we'll go to we'll go to Jack's guest supplier now. Uh, so we're on one. I fumbled last week and I fumbled hard. Um, for those who watched that, um, I basically what we did is we asked if the if the team lost in the first round. Jack said yes. So it was like between Colorado and Minnesota at that point, and I said, "Is your player on Dallas?" I said, "Is your player on Dallas?" And um, yeah, that's on me. So um, we're gonna try and run it back. It's week two. We're zero one in season two. Um, all time we haven't won one. But you know what? Maybe this is the week where it changes. Carter's not in his own house, so maybe this is how we do it. So yeah, Carter, are you ready? Yes, sir. Okay, um, I'm gonna let you go first. Okay, Jack is your player in the Western Conference. Yes. Okay, all right. Well, that helps. Um, Jack, is your player in the Central Division? No. Okay, so we're looking at Pacific. Okay. Jeff, yeah, I think you're going to know. Uh, Jack, is your player in Canada? Wait, say it again. Sorry. Is your player in Canada? Yes. Okay. That's Winnipeg, Edmonton, no, Calgary, no, Vancouver, no, I think. No, no, Winnipeg Central. Oh, you're right. That's um, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver then. Thank you. So we're down to three teams. All right, Jack, is your player on a Alberta team? Mm, let me pull up a map. That's okay. That's that's Edmonton or Calgary. Let me just save you the time. Okay, I mean no. So we're looking at Vancouver. Yes. We're looking at Vancouver. All right, and what we each have one question, Carter. Carter, we can't we can't fail this. I got you. 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 Hang on. You guys texting? No, I'm texting my grandma. Oh. <laughs> okay. I'm looking at the roster. Hang on. I know. Jack, are mm-hmm. we looking? Actually, you know what? Let me. Dude, how do I pull? Oh, here we go. I hate the new NHL app. This is so bad. I have an I have an I have an idea for a new type of question. Jack, does your player? Have more than four points this season? No. No, oh, well, that does not help. Giuseppe, Garland, Lafferty, Mikheyev, Tyler Myers, Ian Cole. Okay, there's a lot of players here that do not have more than four points. Okay, um. Let me. Three one, two, last. three, four. Is this the last question? Five. Yeah, this is my last question. Okay. Wait, no, hang on, hang on. Let me count this. Let me count this. We're going to have a little bit of intermission. Wait, does four – okay, this is not my question, but does, does four points include, like, does less than four points include exactly four, or is it, le- is it like, less than four? No, so, like, four, four and above. 
Oh, four and a, okay, all right. Yeah, so, so, yeah. So he has, so he has three or less. Yeah. Okay, wait, yeah. Well, you wait, hang on, I gotta mute real quick. Jack answered that okay. really quick. Nordic, we could be okay. looking at a goalie here. He did answer that extremely quick. True. Okay. I'm gonna try. I'm. We're, we're right on. We're right on him. We're 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 right on his ass. So I'm. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try a position. Jack, is your player a forward? No. Okay. All right. Well, Carter, if you guess, if you guess a defenseman and he says no, he has to tell us the position. Well, yeah, but I can also just get gold. Say gold you can. Right. Wait, why do I have to tell you the position if if he says? That's a new rule we had this season. Oh, okay. Okay, Jack. Your player Thatcher Demko. No. All right. So it's a defenseman. It's Casey DeSmith. It's Casey DeSmith. It's Casey DeSmith. Jack. 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 <laughs> Jack. Is your player. Is your player Casey DeSmith? Yes! We won! We finally won one! I told you. Oh my god! Nordic, I told you it was a goalie. Oh, we no. did it! We did no. it! Hey, we did it! Clutch. We did it! Oh I my god! I knew I shouldn't have gone goalie, bro. Oh no, my Jack, gosh, we did it! You answered points way too quick. Yeah. Hold on, let me check. I would have been like, oh, there's no way he's going goalie. But because yeah. you said it so quick. Oh, like, man, I sold, I sold myself. Oh, Lord, yes, okay. we did that it. Is, that is a primary assist to me by far. <laughs> That's a good observation, go man. I was going to go to Smith, too, but I'm like, if it's not, like. I was going to go De- uh, Demko originally, but then I, I changed it up, like, right before we started recording. Yeah. Yeah, well, we would have gotten Demko, so, you know. All right. Um, Hold on, hang on a second. Okay, so now we're going to transition into talking about a couple teams. Um, we already talked about Edmonton, so we'll move on from Edmonton. Um, I want to talk about starting off with the three undefeated undefeated teams right now. Uh, so we'll start with Boston. Um, Jack will definitely have some thoughts on Boston. They played them last night. Um, Boston is currently 6-0 and um, with 12 points, and they are uh, second in the NHL in the overall standings. Um, and they have played very well. However, I do want to say this. They have played some relatively weaker teams. Their schedule has consisted of um, Chicago, Anaheim, San Jose, just to name a couple of the teams they played. So, Jack, I'm going to go to you first, and then we'll go to Carter, and then we'll come back to me. What are your overall thoughts on the Boston Bruins right now? How are they playing? Do you think the undefeated streak is going to go longer than six? Uh, who do they play next? They play the Anaheim Ducks. Oh, right. Okay. Um, I think it'll go. I think they'll beat the Ducks and then lose their next game. Um, but, yeah, the Hawks have played them twice already, so we're, we're done with them for the year. So, thank God for that. Um, but, to be honest with you, their offense doesn't look very good. It's um, the goaltending and the defense, I think, that's really carrying this team. Um, the Hawks only had one goal in two games against them, and I mean it was just shut down, shut down, shut down last night. The Hawks couldn't get anything going. Maybe like 
three or four high like grade A scoring chances and I mean yeah other than that it's just locked down from their uh, decor and um, their goaltending and I mean Allmark and Swayman we all know what they can do uh, just night in night out um, just always giving their best effort and you know always giving the team a chance to win. And I think if the offense gets going, I think this can be a scary team. I don't think it's as scary as the other undefeated teams, uh, being Vegas and Colorado right now. Uh, but I think if uh, if their top guys can get going, I think this is a scary team once again. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think, honestly, watching some of the games that I've watched, um, they have been playing – um, a lot more defensively and a lot and like their goaltending has been doing a lot for them. So I definitely agree with that. I feel like this year they're going to win by win, win a lot by defense. Um, but yeah. I also, I also do think that if the offense like Poitras has looked great, uh, the rookie oh, yeah, in Austin, he's looked great. I think he scored last night against Chicago. So he's looked awesome. Pasternak starting to heat up a little bit. So is Marshawn. Um, just the team overall looks looks really good right now, and I think I think they could honestly win out the month because they play Anaheim, then they play Detroit, then they play Florida. It's very possible they could just win out all of October and start the season off nine and zero. Carter, do you have any thoughts on Boston? I know you haven't talked much because you're Mike, but what do you what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm usually a talkative guy. Uh, I don't know. I think Boston's got a great roster. They kind of found a guy who can uh, replace. Bergeron there and Portois, their rookie there. Um, it, he's looked solid, I must say. I think he's he's definitely a dark horse for the Calder this year. Uh, I do think they they can win out the month. I think trouble starts in November for them because they got Toronto and then they're in Detroit and then they're in Dallas. So I think that they'll they'll lose one of those first three in November and that'll uh, that'll be the end of their undefeated streak. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I honestly do think they'll win out October. Now watch them. Now watch them when this podcast is uploaded. They lose to Anaheim. That's that's just our luck. Probably. Uh, let's talk about Colorado. Colorado is in the same spot as the Avalanche. Uh, they are six and zero for twelve points. They are third in the NHL. Um, their games have consisted of um, the Los Angeles Kings, the San Jose Sharks, um, the Seattle Kraken, the Blackhawks, and the Carolina Hurricanes, and the New York Islanders. So again. A lot of much easier teams there, um, not discrediting any of those teams whatsoever. But obviously, San Jose hasn't even won a game yet. Seattle's been struggling. Chicago has not been very good. No offense, Jack. Um, and, you know, Carolina's been struggling offensively too. But they are playing well. I like the offense I'm seeing from the guys. I like I like the way McCarr's playing. Um, I like the way they're all playing. So, Jack, again, another team where – you guys have played them recently. So what are your thoughts on the Avalanche and how they're going right now? You said they're better than Boston, so. Yeah, I think they're the best team in the league right now. And, uh, yeah, just um, the roster. Um, uh, Georgiev looking like a, a, Vezina, um, a Vezina-type goalie right now. And I think he's 6-0. and And uh, his save percentage is just off the charts, I believe. And, um yeah, just like kind of like Boston, just not giving the Hawks anything. And I, I know the Hawks don't have a great offense. and um, But, yeah, uh, shutting them down as they should. And, I mean, they've really shut everyone down to this point. And uh, with that top line and, like, you know, McKinnon, Ranton, and guys that put up um, 100-plus points every year. Uh, yeah, and they're just a scary team. I think they're my cup pick for now. 
Yeah. Um, Carter, you got any thoughts on the Avalanche? No, but they haven't really played anyone too, too solid. Other than, really, the, the Hurricanes there, that's that's probably the best team that they did. And they, they beat them 6-4, but, you know, their goaltending's been solid to start the year. Like, they, most goals they've given up is four, but they did do that twice in back-to-back games. Um, but I do think that this is where, again, where their competition will start to ramp up because they got, they're in Pittsburgh and they're in uh, Buffalo, but then they have a nice little home home stand there uh, against St. Louis, and then they take on um, Vegas in Vegas and the Devils at home. So I think kind of the same thing. I think that Buffalo will give them some trouble, but then I think that they'll drop one definitely against Vegas. Yeah, I agree with that too. On to the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Vegas played last night, um, and they advanced to 7-0-0 for 14 points, if I can do math correctly. Um, and they are first in the NHL as of right now. Um, they haven't lost a game, if you disclude preseason. They haven't lost a game since, like, June, early June um, of, this pa- of this past year. So they're playing really well. Um, they have played teams again, another, it's ironic again, another, another week schedule. They played Seattle, they played San Jose, they played Anaheim. They barely edged out on Dallas. Uh, they beat Winnipeg, they beat Chicago, and then they beat Philadelphia last night, which Philadelphia damn near pulled it off. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about Philadelphia. We pretty much outshot them for the majority of the game. And then just after the 10 minute mark or the third, we just died. Like everyone just died. But it was another game where, like, they, you know, they they found a way to win. And Paul Cotter, a guy who, you know, isn't well-known throughout the league, no disrespect to Paul Cotter, but he isn't a well-known player, scores an amazing goal that we mentioned earlier and just is playing awesome right now. So, Jack, again, another team that's played your Hawks. How, how are you feeling right now about Vegas? Yeah, um, we played all three of those teams in – for me, it was like Boston and Colorado. It was just all all Boston, all Colorado, all game. Just they they didn't shut down at all. And then I think for Vegas, it was more like fifty fifty for the Hawks. I think it was five three, if I'm correct. Five three against the Hawks. It was, it was. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, five three. Uh, Hawks got the first goal of that game, and it was pretty even. Honestly, it was it was tied. I think going into the third, and yeah, I mean. It, they just didn't give off the same vibes as the other two undefeated teams did for me. So, yeah, I feel like I I I feel like as well as this too. They play Chicago, they play Los Angeles, and they play Montreal. So they play Chicago again, Jack. Um, but I feel like they can. They're also going to win out October, just with the way they're playing. So yeah, Carter, you got any thoughts on Vegas? I mean, I'll be honest. I don't think that Vegas is actually as good as their seven and zero records showing. Like, against the Jets, they scored a goal late and then an empty netter. So, really, that's a one-goal game. Against Philly, it's a one-goal game. Dallas was a one-goal game. I mean, the Sharks and Ducks, not one-goal game, so that's fine. And as Jack said, the Blackhawks kind of played extremely well against them. So, I think that, you know, it's they're not squeaking out these big victories. Like, they're yet to be tested in my opinion i think dallas was their best test so far but i think that they'll end up dropping one um against la or montreal here i think that it's it's time even though that 
they're not nearly as good as Vegas is, I think um, I think they'll uh, they'll get the best of them there. So you think that I'm not I'm not trying to like twist your words or anything. Do you think that this is luck that some of these games they're playing? I wouldn't say luck. I think they're playing some good hockey, but their games have been way too close against the competition that they're being. Like they're seven and zero. The Blackhawks are two and five, and they beat them by two. Technically, the Jets game was pretty much a one goal game because it was a late game empty netter. The Jets are three and three. Flyers, they beat them by one. Flyers are, I don't know what the Flyers are. They're five. They're three and three as well. I just three two and one. That what they've shown. <laughs> oh three two and one my bad yeah yeah um, you're good um but anyways i just don't know if this team has been tested with some real competition yet yeah that that is factual um like honestly two of the seven games that they played against were only playoff teams only two of the seven um, I, I think actually, I actually, I think that's better than some of the other teams that we talked about with undefeated teams. Um, but you know, five of them are non-playoff teams or, or actually no, three of the, three of the seven. Sorry. I, I, I often forget Winnipeg was in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> three out of the seven were playoff teams. Yeah. Sorry, Carter. Um, but yeah, out of these three teams, which one do you guys think will last the longest? Like who will stay undefeated the longest? I think Jack says Colorado. Yeah. I I can't see you by the way, Nordic. You can't see me. I can't. No. It might it might just be your Wi-Fi because okay. I'm I'm showing up. It's, it's yours because there was one time I couldn't see you. Yeah. Oh, well. Um. But what what who do you think will last the longest, Carter? I think it'll be Colorado, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I think I think it's gonna be Colorado as well. Um, moving on now. We're going to talk about – I wanted to talk about a few other teams. Um, we'll talk about – you know, we'll, st- we'll stay on the conference. Let's talk about Chicago since Jack is here. Um, Chicago currently is 2-5, and five, if I'm correct, as Carter said. Um, however, I would say 2-5 and five for a schedule that Chicago has had is actually pretty decent. Let's look at their record. So they've played against Pittsburgh. The, a non-playoff team. They played against Boston, a playoff team. They played against Montreal, a non-playoff team. Then you play against Toronto, playoff team. Colorado, playoff team. Vegas, playoff team. Boston, playoff team. And then you play against Vegas again on Friday, playoff team. And then you finish out the month with Arizona, non-playoff team. So yeah. only three of those, what, like first eight games are non-playoff teams. So, Jack. It doesn't have to be just Bedard, but how do you think the Blackhawks are playing right now against these high-end teams? Not that great, to be honest. I think this, like the first four games uh, ending with the Leafs, I think they looked like you know a, a pretty solid team. But, I mean, the la- last three games, starting with Colorado and then Vegas and then Boston again, they just didn't look that great. I mean, Vegas, you can make the case, you know, kind of like same shots on goal, similar shots on goal, all that. Um, but, yeah, I think they started off much better. I don't know if it's the stamina thing, but, I mean, even uh, our coach, Luke Richardson, he said it, he's he's just tired of, like, not winning one-on-one puck battles, you know, chipping it in and just giving up kind of. And I, it's, I don't want to say it's an effort thing, but I don't know. It, it might be, but... This team was very chippy last year, and I I feel like it's the same this year. But 
I, I, yeah, I don't know. I just I don't think they have any shot at the playoffs. I mean, none of us thought we would, except for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, yeah. I mean, like it's a part of the rebuild. You aren't going to come out of it immediately like an amazing team with just one player. It takes more than one player. Like they didn't. They didn't become insane when Patrick Kane just came. Like they 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 weren't a cup team right away. Um, it took like three years, but still three years. Um, Bedard, speaking of like a generational player, Bedard's played seven games, has two goals, two assists, four points. Uh, he's a minus four. Jack, in your opinion, do you think that with Connor Bedard, were the expectations too high with him on Chicago? Uh, probably for his rookie year, but like the people, you know, kind of predicting like further ahead. I don't think it's too far. I think he's going to have a great career. Uh, but this year, maybe a little bit. Uh, I still think he'll hit that point per game mark. Uh, he's got four and seven right now. He had a goal taken back last night. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's looked pretty good. I think, you know, one of the best players on the team up to this point. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you as well. Now, Carter, um, first off, do you have anything to say about the Blackhawks? Anything at all? Not really. All right, let's talk about your Jets then. Um, I'm going to give you some time to speak. Um, so the Jets currently are what? They're three and three, correct? You said three and three, right? Um, I think that's yeah, I think that's three. three. Yeah. Yeah. So um, overall, we're not going to talk about attendance because we talked about that in the last episode. But what are your thoughts on the Jets as a team right now? <laughs> How do you think they're playing? Inconsistent. That's, inconsistent. That's my one word is inconsistent. We lose a game that was very, very close if it wasn't for Markstrom, a game we probably would win against the Flames. And then we walk all over Florida. We're feeling on top of the world. And then we get blown out by, by L.A., 5-1. Then we, win a, then we lose a very close game against Vegas that I said they scored late and then got an empty netter. So really a one-goal game where we play great hockey. We play Edmonton, a team that should be a top team, but is playing really bad hockey. We beat them by one. St. Louis, a team that is pretty mediocre, I'd say, the St. Louis Blues, because they're 2-2-1, two, two and one, so they went into this as 2-1-1, one and one, and we, we beat them by two. So, I don't know. I just, I just need to start seeing a level of consistency against where either – they play really bad against the good teams and really good against, you know, like like just a nice middle or where we're just good or just bad. I don't want to see us be in the middle of mediocrity for years and years to come. Um, so I think we just – we got to start playing better hockey against some of these teams that we should be competing with. Like L.A., we should be here with them. Like Jets and L.A. Kings, like that should be – a tight game where it should be one one two score maybe overtime or something like that but to get to lose by four like that's just that's just not something you want to see against a team that you should be close to if not beating so i think that's my issue with them is that we just got to find a good level of playing yeah, I agree. Um, it's just a rough start. I, I feel like, or not really a rough start, kind of a mediocre start, as you said. I think, I think eventually they may pick it up, depending on what their schedule looks like. Yeah. Um, but the hope is that you know they'll at least be somewhat competitive. Um, but you know, just overall, again, you're in that really weird spot right now as a team, and you just don't know where to go. Right? 
Yeah, I do like how most of our guys have been playing, though. Like, the only thing is, is Connor Hellebuck has not looked too, too solid. He's got a 3-3-9 and an 8-8-1 right now. Like, that's that's not what you want to see out of your, your star Vesna goaltender. But the rest of our skaters have been good. Like, Mark Scheifele's over a point per game. Connor and Morrissey are at a point per game. And then one guy who ha- I've actually really liked, um, Rasmus Kupari. I guarantee not a lot of guys know him. We acquired him in the trade from L.A. I have really liked his game. He he brings a nice element to this roster. And I, I, just, I just love his fit on this team. And one of the nice things about having him is, you know, all of our lines, we can roll four lines now. Like, I think that we have a decent amount of depth to be able to do that now. Um, whereas when we had um, Dubois, we couldn't really, couldn't uh, really do that there. So um, I like, I like how our roster is scheduled. We just gotta, we just gotta get going. Yeah, I agree. Um, moving on now. We're gonna talk about my team, Arizona Coyotes, and we're not gonna talk about the Flyers. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna wait a little bit. Still, it's still too early. If by next week we still are above above five hundred, then I'll talk about them. But you know, we'll wait till next week. I want to talk about Arizona. Uh, Arizona has been interesting with me because they are, I believe, they are also three and three currently, but they aren't playing bad. They're playing entertaining hockey. Like I've watched a few of their games. I watched. Uh, the two to one win against the Anaheim Ducks and the six to three loss against the Los Angeles Kings. So the two most recent games, but I really like how they're playing overall. They seem very competitive. They kept up with the New Jersey Devils. They kept up with the New York Rangers. A little bit of a bad game against the Islanders, but they still play decent. They played well against the St. Louis Blues, and then they they beat out the Anaheim Ducks. And against the Kings, they played competitive. They played well. They kept up with them. They just couldn't score, and the goaltending wasn't ideal either. I like the way this team's playing right now, and I feel it shows in their game that they are a lot better than they were last year. And Clayton Keller's really leading the way again, seven points in six games. But Logan Cooley doesn't have a goal yet, but he's five five assists in five, in six games. So the hope is soon he will get a goal. I, ho- I really hope soon. Um, but yeah, just overall, I like the way Arizona's playing. And just, you know, I, I like how entertaining they are. And I said this, I think I said this somewhere, but I really do think that they will make the playoffs this year, but they will make the playoffs next year. I think next year is the year where we say, yes, they should be in the playoffs. That should be the expectation. And that does not make me handicapped. That does not, that makes me so happy. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, and I hope that, you know, it's going to, it's going to lead to positivity. Uh, so the last team we're going to talk about, uh, for this uh, episode is the Detroit Red Wings. Now, I understand that there's some other teams that we could talk about. But we're going to talk about Detroit because Detroit, um, even though they lost to Seattle in overtime, they have been absolutely red hot to start the year. Um, they, ha- I think they're like 5-1-2. and two. Um, They have looked really, really good offensively. Defensively, they've looked solid. Just overall, the team looks awesome right now, and I want to talk about them a little bit. So um, they, had a- they were on a five-game winning streak before they lost in overtime. Uh, guys like Dylan Larkin were leading the way with 14 points in seven games. That's two points per game on average. Jack's boy, Alex DeBrinkett, um, has nine goals in seven games uh, for 13 points. So he's really picked up the pace. And he's one of our trending players. So we're going to bring him up here. 
Um, but yeah, Debrinkit I've liked a lot. Shane Gosses Bear too has looked good. Ciders looked good as well. Just overall, the team altogether right now looks so entertaining. So yeah, you guys have any thoughts on the Red Wings, just how they've been playing? And do we think that like with the way they're playing right now, can they make the playoffs? Yes, absolutely. Carter? 100%. This team has looked unreal. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. I really, I really like the way they're playing. Just, just overall, just their overall energy, their skill. And Justin Hall leading the way in plus minus with plus yeah. eight. Never thought I'd see that. God yeah, is real. That's surprising. Yeah, God is real. Um, I guess that's all we got in regards to teams. Uh, we're going to move into trending players here real quick. So uh, some of the guys that I've noticed who have played very well, one of them is Jack Hughes, uh, who has 14 points in five games. Um, I've liked Hughes a lot. as a very noticeable forward out there. Um, he is tied for first in the NHL in points currently. Um, another guy that I've liked too is William Nylander with 10 points um, in the past couple of games. He's been on a heater. He, he's going to get paid some good money. He is going to get paid a lot of good money for sure. See, so yeah, I like Nylander a lot. Um, other guys that I've seen, obviously, Matthew Poitras has looked good. But Caden Korzak, um, he is third in rookie scoring uh, with four points. He's looked good there too. Could be a potential dark horse there for the Calder Trophy um, as a Vegas Golden Knights defenseman. But obviously, we'll see if that happens. Uh, some other notable things that have happened this past week in regards to players. Uh, Ryan Hartman scored a hatcher against the Edmonton Oilers yesterday. Um, that was a, a great performance as well. Um, Debrinkit with a hat trick against the um, Edmonton or Edmonton Oilers um, against the Calgary Flames. So he's looked good as well. And then last but not least, um, obviously Jonathan Quick um, having an insane performance just the past couple of games uh, playing against the Seattle Kraken, having a .70 goals against average, which I think is awesome. So. Yeah, those are my trending players. Um, anybody have any more trending players? Nope. All right, well, then that's that's it. That'll do it for this episode of the podcast. Uh, thank you all very much for listening. We do appreciate episode 38. Apologies for a little bit of a shorter episode. Um, Carter doesn't have his mic, so he's not talking as much because it's just it, – the, the audio is not ideal. Um, so that's part of the reason why it's a shorter episode. But, yeah, thank you all for watching. Leave us a good review. Subscribe if you're new on the YouTube channel. But, anyways. We'll see you guys in episode number 39 next week. Adios.